All right, you're listening to the Ruben J Show. I'm super excited uh, to be joined by somebody who, first and foremost, uh, incredible, incredible vocalist, uh, and I know she's talented in many, many other ways as well. Uh, please welcome from, uh, she was on The Voice not too long ago, Miss Lana Love. Lana, welcome. Hey. How's it going? Thank you for having me. It's going great. I appreciate you being on the show. And, uh, you know, we got so much to talk about and, and so little time. So I, I just want to dive in real quickly because a lot of people who listen to my show, uh, they do love The Voice and American Idol and all that stuff. So I'd be remiss if I don't ask a little bit about The Voice and, and that process for you. Um, you know, so obviously, uh, what was that process like for you going on The Voice, uh, being on, on Team John Legend's uh, team as well? Tell me a little bit about that process and, and what maybe, maybe a couple things things that you learned from it it was so awesome you know it was like one of those dream come true moments in life and I think I got the best coach I may be a little biased but John is just so tremendous as a human being and also as a coach and uh you know when I I it was a very random audition because I got called and they said, Hey, can you come in next week and try this thing out? And so I said, all right, I'll do it. And, um, I just kind of went for it. And I sang a nineties pop tune that I stripped all the bubble gum out of and made it a, an orchestral, like Celine Dion, big moment, big thing. And just felt really right to me. And it was like, everything kind of came together in that moment. So it was so cool. And I was so nervous and, you know, it was like all the feelings all at once. So, so the whole experience was like everything everywhere all at once, like uh, that film. Yeah, I, <laughs> Every I love emotion. I love it. And I, I was going to ask you about your song choice too, because when I, I, I looked at the, the audition and I was like, a Mandy Moore song. That's so interesting. I love, I love Mandy Moore. You know, I've worked with her in the past, but I'm like, it's such an interesting out of the blue, out of left field song choice for something like The Voice or, or American Idol. What what brought you to that song in particular? You know, they give us a list of about 600 songs to pick from. And C is very close to the top. And I had C minus two minutes to pick a song. So I was like, all right, I could do like my standard million reasons or what I normally do. Or I could go for something like totally off the wall. And we were flipping through songs and my friend goes, oh, you can skip candy. Like you're not going to sing candy, you know? And I went, actually, give me a minute. And I went over to the keys and I just somehow knew all the chords. And I was like, the strings will go here and the big kick drum will be on the hook. And I kind of just knew exactly what I wanted immediately. So it was a hell yes for me. <laughs> and we just went with that. And it had never been done on the show before. So I was like, Let's do that. It sets you aside for sure. And, and I, I like the rendition that you did as well. Um, you know, and that I, I think that's one of the things that people on these shows don't typically tend to do a lot of, at least in the auditions, is make the song their own. You know, a lot of times they just kind of go in with the track, don't want to do, I don't know if they don't want to do a lot of work or just can't. I don't, I'm not really sure how the process goes. But to hear something that was your own and unique and got John to turn around pretty quickly as well, uh, you know, kudos to you. Um, and that, that goes into some of the stuff Thank that you... you 
you know, you do. I mean, you. I'm reading here. You, not only are you a talented singer, but you know, uh, you're a songwriter, uh, a pianist, a dancer, actress. Uh, you know, a, a Jill of all trades, uh, should I say here? Um, how how did all those different aspects of your career come in clutch when performing on The Voice? That is a fantastic question. And to be honest with you, they all did. Everything I've ever learned up into that moment was present. And those traits, I had to learn to survive in a way. I was uh, an actress in New York, um, predominantly in musical theater. So you kind of have to do whatever they'll pay you for. (laughs) And I was predominantly, as you know, like as a creative, we just have to pick up these other skills, like how to use a camera, how to move with it, how to, you know. And, um, And so they kind of... You know, everyone on the show has their own thing, right? That season, I happened to be the girl that could ish sing opera and riff really high and do the Celine Dion stuff. So they knew they could, you know, as we were going through my story and who I was going to be on the show in this archetype, I pulled from that part of myself, you know, and I'm glad I developed that to a point where I could use it and it you know, just came into play at that moment. But you never know what skill you're going to use every day. You know, what job is going to be the next one that you need to do triple pirouette for or whatever it is, you know? I've never been asked to do a triple pirouette before, thank God. Um, Not until today. I, you know, Let's see it. <laughs> I'm in a really small space. There's not enough room. It's not going to work. It's not, not, not today. But you know what? If you and I ever cross paths and, you know, we have the ability to work together, you can show me how to try it and I'll, I'll fall on my face doing it. I'll do anything for the moment. Let's do it. <laughs> me too. Let's do it. <laughs> awesome. Now let's, let's chat about your music. Um, you know, cause you have a, you have a pretty big library of, of, of music from what I saw. Uh, and you know, you just released uh, a new EP, uh, called parachute, which I, I, I listened to that song. Um, and it was, it was a lovely tune. It was a lovely tune. And I, I really enjoyed the, the vocal tones that you brought to it. Um, and so I, I know there's two different versions on on this EP. One more traditional pop, and one uh, I think it was described as a sound bath. Um, tell me why that why that method? Like why why did you decide to go down that route, releasing the same song two different versions? I wanted to give the option of listening to it in a healing frequency, because I wanted. Even on a subtle level, our molecular structure changes when we listen to things that are in alignment with our body. Traditional pop music is tuned to 440 hertz. That was set in 1935 during Hitler's regime. So we are all walking around listening to frequencies that actually disalign our molecular structure. And I really went into depth in that, and I just became fascinated by that concept, and I wanted to try it for myself. And I, I meditate frequently. I do sound bath, you know, as a lot of people in LA do. But I think a lot of people in general are now finding that it's a way to reduce stress. So I used every technique I knew in my book that I've developed and I put it into the song. So I started off the song with the sound bath. I used binaural beats, which is Jose De Silva's method, meditation method, in the back, way, way tucked so you can't hear it, but you can feel it. 
And, um, and then I also tuned it to a healing frequency and I put singing bowls in it. So there's a lot of things in this, this song that, um, that are healing, meant to be healing, meant to align you from the inside out and meant to de-stress, <laughs> distress your facility. So I, I yeah. love, I love, <laughs> I love that concept, you know, because I, I think a lot of people, whether they, they realize it or not, music is therapeutic for them, you know? Um, and I, I don't know anybody who, like, I've never met somebody who's like, no, nah, I don't like music, you know? Yeah. And I've, I've met people who, oh, I don't like TV. Oh, well, I don't like, you know, movies. I don't like theater. I don't like this. I don't like that. But I've never heard anybody who said, I don't like music, you know? And so. Maybe the Christian Baptist, they may not like it. <laughs> I grew up in Tennessee or like Atlanta area. So I can say that. I grew up on the Bible Belt. So I know it. <laughs> uh, if, you, if you are a, a Baptist Christian, please email me because I'm curious now if you don't like music. Because um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play you some songs. We want to know. We, we need to know. It's science for science. Um, but We're going to play you parachutes. There you go. You know what? We need to attach one of those like brain machines to them as well to see what their brain activity does while they're. Yes. <laughs> E-E-E-G or whatever it's called. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be an interesting experiment. We got to find someone to sponsor that one. Um, because it's, it's a bit a bit higher higher budget than what I have for this show. <laughs> but you I know, guess... Somebody's actually doing it. Yeah. I just had a... Somebody... There are people who are doing it. And they were studying worms or something and making music from their brainwaves. It's very interesting. Yeah, it, it's it. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole too much, but I just watched a video about how they're using that technology when it comes to something as simple as like brand identification. So they'll they'll um, they have people they'll attach them to the machines and they'll start talking about different brands and watching the way their their brain reacts to it. It's really in, it's really interesting stuff. Um, I'll send you the video if you want. But uh, <laughs> please, uh, yeah. As far, as far as the healing frequency and, and putting that into your music, um, is that something that you, you plan on doing more more often and, and kind of becoming more of like an artist that is designing music to, to bring people to kind of their, their inner peace? Or uh, is that just an experiment? Like, tell me a little bit more about, about making that decision to do that. I don't actually have the answer to that because I'm not sure what I'm going to be inspired to do next. Okay. But I do see value in putting out music with a purpose so i and i realize like the more life i live the more i just want to be at peace mm. and the more calm i need in my life to balance the bigness of it you know the further you go the further you fling yourself in both directions so i just realized the more i can center myself and the more i can be a proponent of positivity of you know just peace uh, the better so I think whatever I do next I don't think I'll ever turn to hate because I've always you know I don't know that I'll ever put out like a screamo record not that that's hate but I you know I know too much to not do that and I want to it's a ripple effect right so like whatever you put out it, it lives there forever it's a vibration mm -hmm. so I hope to do that and um, I hope to be a part of change for pop music. Yeah. You know, like it, it, we, we don't really have this conversation. This conversation isn't being had, but I think it needs to be because our bodies are made up of 80% water. So we're walking around, we're adapters, all of us, we're conductors, you know, and we, 
take on the energy of what we're feeding ourselves. So if the music we turn on the radio is disaligning our molecular structures on a constant basis, then what's really happening to our anxiety levels? Like, I feel like everyone became so aware of their anxiety during COVID. Mm -hmm. You know, like we all went in and we're like, wait, this is not working. So I just want to be a part of that change. I don't know what that will look like or sound like in the future, but that's yeah i i love i love that because i feel like i feel like everything in our day-to-day life is designed to either increase our anxiety uh or monetize on our anxieties you know and it'd be nice to have you know podcasts and musicians and television shows and all the stuff that's designed to like decrease our anxiety and maybe you know you know what i mean because it's so true like and then there's like hey i'm 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 losing you here oh one two it's it's cutting in and out one two three four let's why don't I take out my AirPods and see if that? It's working now. Is it good now? Yeah, it sounds good now. Okay, cool. Well, to that point, even the Wi-Fi, right? <laughs> <laughs> We're all like, and when 5G starts becoming a thing, I don't right. even know what's going to happen. But we're also stimulated all the time. I think that's like, we don't have things to de-stimulate. Mm-hmm. Everything is, oh, get this, grab this get your attention so yeah what if we all made something that made us feel calm i don't know (laughs) yeah it's 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 an interesting i wonder what that would look like it's so interesting because even the stuff that like people use to like take away from their anxiety i think unless you're going out into nature unless you're going out and truly spending time in a spiritual level you know, whether that be, you know, meditation or, or worship or whatever, you know, I, I feel like, you know, people get on TikTok to, you know, de-stress, but then next thing you know, you're looking at five videos in a row that are all stressful stuff because you accidentally interacted with the video on another pl- It's so It's so weird how literally everything is designed to keep us in like an anxiety, um, anxiety trap. And so I'm glad that you you have that focus to bring out some positivity and, and hopefully some inner healing uh, in, in the process. Yeah. And I, I think, thank you. And I think it's so key what we attune our frequency to. Like we can choose to scroll on, on TikTok for hours or we can choose to, you know, we, we're going to see it all. Right. So it's like, are we going to focus on the negative? Are we going to focus on uh, things that, are we even aware of what we're focusing on? You know, and I just think the more awareness we can bring to including healing frequencies in our normal activities and our daily lives, the music we listen to. And like, what does that look like? That's not going into the woods and so far left, right. Or so far in another direction. Like how can we just bring more of that into our everyday activity? It's yeah. definitely not scrolling on TikTok, I'll tell you that. 
I've I've but learned there are some on TikTok too. <laughs> yeah, and there's 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 pockets of positivity everywhere. I I, I and pockets. Yeah. You know the the problem is is the algorithms aren't designed to push that. The algorithms are designed to push the outrage and the hate marketing and the hate culture and to divide people. No matter what side of any of these aisles that you sit on, you know it'd be nice if you know if TikTok was designed. Like if you had to go in and break the algorithm to find the hate would be one thing, but it seems like you had to break the algorithm to find the positivity, um, which is which is which is sad. Uh, and so I'm glad that you're well, out there doing unpopular. your part. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just it, positivity is not the normal standpoint at which we're taught. We are taught the opposite. We are taught to worry. We we grow up in that to varying degrees. All of us. You know, we're kind of trapped in this like negative thought pattern bubble until we break out of it and learn that, hey, there's another way. And so I really believe it starts intrinsically. And that's why I wanted to make something that even if you don't think that way, your body will know and feel it. So and and two, I, I the reason I put out two different versions of the song is so that you could sense See how you feel when you listen to one that isn't in alignment and one that is. And there is a difference. I'm going to do that for, the, so, for this podcast. I'm going to go listen to both songs back to back multiple times. And by the time this comes out, I'll have a full report for, for the listeners. Um, now yeah, I, see how you feel. Yeah. And I'll let you know. I'll let you know. Um, now, I'm, I'm reading this quote that you put out about, about, about Parachute. And you say this is a song about forgiveness and detachment. The parachute symbolizes the safety net of people who are are waiting for you to come down because they don't believe you can fly on your own. And you go on and say, I created the song simply because I wanted to feel peace and letting go of negative patterns and people who don't serve me anymore. And I, I find this statement to be so powerful because I, th- I feel like in today's day and age, and correct me if I'm wrong, and I don't mean to put words in your mouth, and, and, and that's not what I'm trying to do here, but I feel like social media in particular is a bunch of people that we went to high school or college with waiting to see us fail and our exes Mm. and our exes friends just wishing negativity on us and so this song symbolizing letting go and forgiveness and detachment it's really interesting so i'd like i'd like to hear more about that like like what in particular if you don't mind sharing uh, do you feel like you're detaching from uh, and moving on to to the next phase? Because that's a very powerful statement that you, you released here about the song. Thank you. And I feel like you hit the nail on the head when you say, hey, you know, people are uncomfortable with your success. People are uncomfortable with you growing sometimes because and your exes and whoever that is right that safety net of people who are waiting for you to come back down to their vibrational level the way they're thinking right and in order to grow and change which is our natural evolution anyhow and what we're meant to do a lot of people are uncomfortable with that because they can't come with you yeah and so they're not going to like that they're not going to like that because you're not the person they remember them to be because you have to change in order to become. That's why we're all here. And I, you know, I was thinking this morning about the absoluteness and the, the quantity, like the qualifying or 
maybe that's not the right word. The, just the box that we put things in. Everything has to be so absolute. And it's not. We're all, you know, varying degrees of vibration, right? All we are are particles moving. So when we level up, what does that really mean? You know, we talk about that all the time. Oh, I'm on a high vibe. Oh, I'm on, you know, whatever that means. But I don't think anyone's actually defined it. And there's no definition for it. Just like there's no definition for love. There's no definition for these um, vibrational standpoints or viewpoints or whatever you want to call it. There's just vibration that you can measure, right? That's really all we have, but we don't, and it's an intrinsic feeling. You can feel when somebody is not on the same vibe, so to speak, as you or frequency as you because there's discord there and it's, it really is a feeling, but I bet you, you could measure that. Mm-hmm. We need an EEG test. We need a, a sponsor with EEG tests and put somebody in the room and, and measure the frequency of someone who's, you know, not in accordance with you and see how, what that actually is. I don't even know that we've done an experiment like that, but that's what it feels like. And I realized, I can't stay there anymore or else I'm going to stay there. So it's so hard for me to cut people off because I'm an empathetic person. Mm. I love people so dearly and I want to bring everybody up with me, but I know that they can't come or else I won't grow. And I needed to grow because I couldn't stay in my exoskeleton anymore. So that's what the, uh, I don't know if you can attest to that too, or if you've experienced that, but, I think we all, I, I, we all do, you know, and I, I've seen, I've seen a lot of that with, with just different friends in general when, when they come from like a harder life that, you know, they try to go do something good for themselves. They try to go to college as an example and their entire family never went to college, you know, and their family's telling them that, oh, you're going to fail and this and that, you're not, you know, what, you don't love the family, whatever that is. It's like people would rather be miserable together than to try to push you to be a better version of yourself. And, and I, you know, I'm a little bit of the opposite of you where like, I'm, I, I cut people off a little, little too easily sometimes, you know, like I feel like if, if we're not aligned completely, I don't want nothing, I don't want anything to do with you. And sometimes I feel like there's a negative aspect for them because they can't learn from that. But at the same time, I'm like, listen, you know, at the end of the day, what matters most to to me as a person is myself and my family and if if i feel like you're not going to be able to contribute to that and and i can't bring you up in a positive way i don't want that negativity around me so i'm just going to move on um but i i love i love when when artists are willing to speak out about stuff like this you know i, I love when artists are willing to openly discuss their anxieties and their insecurities um the s- stuff like you know forgiveness and detachment because i f- i feel like a lot of times especially in pop music it's about success it's about the hustle it's about you know look at me i'm on a private jet even though i rented it with four other people you know and it's not really my private jet but you know <laughs> like it yeah I, I think a lot of times just there's, there's too much uh smoke and mirrors in, in pop music and i love i love that you are coming out with with the ability of giving people the the just a message of being able to to move on from from haters i feel like thank you so much for saying that and i totally resonate with 
everything that you you just said and we all have a different way of dealing with our anxiety dealing with our worries dealing with people that you know we need to let go of but we can't sometimes like all those things right we all we have are tools that are developed through hardship like that's the only way that tools are developed and i think that it's um forgiveness is a tool mm-hmm. that can free you i do think it's developed i think confidence is developed i think all of those those things that we see in other people that we want or you know we have that at our fingertips at all times like and it's just how much you can allow in and how far you're willing to go are you willing to let go of those people it's great that you are how great that you know that that person's not right for me and I'm not going to try to make them something different than they are. Like, that's really what it's about, you and, know? And my heart, and my for, heart, for me, that's been a really hard lesson. And my heart breaks for people like you who haven't, you know, maybe aren't the best at cutting those people off. Cause I'm like, I'm like, bestie, they're, they're using you, you know? Yeah. Like, Back. like they're, they're not cheering you on. They're talking bad behind your back. And, I, I find from friends in my life that are like like that, they find the one thing that's a redeeming quality about them and they're like, yeah, but they're such a, they're, they bring me Starbucks once a week or whatever it is, you know, whatever that situation is. I mean, I'm just like, yeah, but yeah. is it worth going through the trouble? <laughs> Facts. And, and some of us have to learn the hard way. I'm one of those people. I really had to learn. Ooh, that's, you know, I always see the good in everyone. I want to see the good. I want to see the best and the potential, but you can't bank on potential. Yeah. You know, you can't. And like the sooner that you can know within yourself that that's a no, that's a hell no. If it's not a hell yes, then it's a hell no. Yeah. And, you know, the quicker you can just get to that point with everything, with every relationship and work and all of that, you know the better absolutely. and it's it's a constant growing process i feel like absolutely so. and i i think people like you just said it's it's more than just relationships and people as well it's you know job opportunities and projects and and all that stuff as well if it's not a hell yes it's a hell no i agree with that 100 percent. now yeah i don't know how to pronounce the name of this uh this musical um but i want <laughs> i want to ask you about it because uh, you just went to spain <laughs> Uh, so please, I know which one it is. <laughs> so, so please tell me the name of this musical because I can't pronounce it to save my life. Malinche. Malinche. I, you know, I'm I'm Hispanic. Malinche. I should know that. I should know that. I just can't read it. Um, tell me about that because you went to Spain to, to perform in part of it uh, and, and you're part of uh, the making of Malinche for Netflix as well. So tell me about, about this experience for you. You know, I, I think the best place to start here is uh, how it began, because I feel that people always want to know, how do you get involved in projects that, you know, are going to do well or whatever it is? I started in a coffee shop. I was catering and somebody asked if I could sing. Oh, I love and that. And I said, yes. Happened to be one of the biggest pop stars in all of Spain. Don't know how it happened. But I was literally working and I was thinking while I was working, I'm not going to be here long. <laughs> I had that thought. So I must have put out some kind of vibration that that attracted this. But he said, listen, after work, come over, 
you know, we'll take a coffee and you will listen to the music. And I heard the music and I knew immediately it was going to work. Immediately. And I thought it was the most beautiful thing since Phantom of the Opera. And it took seven years to get it to go to Netflix. Wow. That I was involved with. It had been 12 years that they were working on the project. I came in a little bit later and we did an off-Broadway showcase that I, I kind of, you know, wrote some of the English lyrics for, I assisted, directed, and I choreographed the uh, tap from Flamenco to tap so that the Broadway, Broadway girls could do it and help cast it. And so I, was, I had my hand, I didn't even know I could do all those things, but it all started from that meeting in a coffee shop. And I, I just think that's an, a fun and important story because you never know who you're going to meet. So whenever my friends or, you know, somebody asks me, well, how, how do I get there? How do I do, do something, make something? I always say sit in a coffee shop. That's sit in a so coffee true. shop. You know what I mean? That's so true. That's so, that's so <laughs> LA, that's so LA and New York too. Like that's, that's. It is. Put yourself in the place where people will be that you want to yeah. work with. Yeah. And, and you know, that's really what it is. And I think the the takeaway from that story too is is being open to the opportunity, you know, because you could have you could have easily been the person that goes, "Ew, why are you talking to me? Like, you want me to come over? Totally. Like, what? You want me to?" Right. I mean, it has to be safe. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah you absolutely. Have to feel it out. Yeah. But and maybe it wasn't. I don't know. It could have gone in another direction. But I just I just knew, and it, you know. It, Going to Spain, I guess last week, I can't believe that was last week, but going to Spain last week and getting to sing with the cast seven years later was just so like culminating. It was such a, it was a moment where I felt aligned. It was a moment where I felt like, wow, okay, I, I did it, you know, and it all started with, you know, at that moment, I think I was like 23 years old. Wow. And I just believed. Like, I literally just believed I was going to make it. That's the state mind frame I was in. That was the state of mind I had. And and I said yes to the opportunity. And then it took me to, to Spain. So it was cool. That's amazing. That's such That's a cool. Hollywood Hollywood story as well. Like, that should be on, <laughs> on like, uh, life not Lifetime. I guess Hallmark Channel would be the one uh, to take that one. But Hallmark. Oh my God. That's, that's such a great story, and, and I appreciate you being being so open with me uh, this afternoon and being flexible with me as well. Uh, the EP is called Parachute. It's out now, Apple Music, Spotify. Um, where can people find you uh, and, and support what you're doing and help uh, help move your career forward? Yeah, you can find me at Lana Love Music on all platforms. Awesome. Well, Lana, I appreciate your time. Go download the go download her entire album, her entire discography. Help her out. Um, I appreciate you taking the time with me, and let's let's do this again soon. Please, let's do some pirouettes when we <laughs> meet in person. And thank you so much. Are you, <laughs> thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Are you based in LA? So, right now, yes. I'm actually I'm kind of in between New York and LA. So I would love to do pirouettes with you and get coffee sometime let's 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 i'll work with rachel we'll figure something out because we can probably do a video thing um that yeah at the, at the very least do you eat tacos i love tacos i'm okay. a vegan but there's always a vegan taco place okay. in la so, so I'm, I'm pitching this now um i do taco reviews on occasion 
um, and like like Dave Portnoy's pizza reviews. I do taco oh. reviews. I will be down to yeah. try a vegan taco. Um, I'm not yeah. I'm not usually the, the the kind of volunteer for that, but we can we'll work something out hopefully. Let's do some tacos, like some jackfruit. I'm sure there's there's got to be a truck here in LA, and we'll get a taco in our hand and do a pirouette with the taco, and then you can write a review. Worst, let me know. <laughs> worst worst case scenario, we can cook our own tacos if we have to. <laughs> I'm down. Awesome. I'm down. You may have to cook though. I don't. I don't. I. I can try. I order out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but that was Lana Love. I order out. Go follow her and, and download her music. Thank you so much.